0: Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina. If you follow my ministry, you know I am passionate about reviving and uniting the body of Christ in order to fulfill the Great Commission with extravagant love for one another and for a hurting world. I invite you today to join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and best of all, your testimonies of God's goodness in your lives. Thank you for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am so happy to have you with me here today. On the line, I have an amazing man of God with me. He is the author of the book Raising Spirit Led Kids. He is a writer, worldwide speaker to adults and children. He's known for his wisdom and bringing the power of the Holy Spirit to help empower children and adults. On the line with me here today, I have Seth Dahl. Seth, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me, Christina. Really good to be here. <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, I am so honored. Thank you so much for all of the incredible work that you are doing in the kingdom of God.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Well, I have told our listeners so much about you. Is there mm-hmm. anything, uh, maybe something that I haven't mentioned, maybe something personal you'd like to tell them to help you get to know you better?
1: Um, yeah, we, my wife and our three children live on a small farm that has um, Two cows, two horses, two dogs, a cat, and a whole bunch of bees, plus some chickens. So, we love um, nature. We love outdoors. We love living on land and stuff. So, we we and I also love technology. So, my wife and I, I'd like to say that we're a good combination of modern and ancient um, kind of lifestyles mixed together. So. We love Mm -hmm. the land and we, but I also love technology. So our family is very much, yeah, they're just, they're not your typical city family, but more Mm -hmm. of a country family. And we really, really love it. But so when I'm not like doing other things, that's kind of what we do on the side at home.
0: That's so awesome. My yeah. little girl would love to live on a farm. I don't know how good it would be for the animals. Yeah. But it would be <laughs> great for me. her.
1: She would be thriving.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I I can't say the same thing for the animals, but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know. They're yeah, a lot of work.
0: They are. And you know, and it's so good for like kids to get super dirty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just play. Yeah. And it's be important. kids. Yes. Yeah. That's what I we love... really want to
1: have for our kids is like, you no, know, get outside barefoot, get dirty, get in the get in the dirt, plant some seeds, pull some weeds.
0: Yeah. I think that's awesome. I think um kids nowadays like I I think they they're missing so much of that, you know. Yeah. I Absolutely.
1: Love that. I think I think it's a big, you know, I think part of the reason we have some of the problems we have today is because of a disconnection from nature. You know, it's like if a kid, yeah, if a kid not to go off on a tangent, but you know, if kids understand like, Hey, planting seeds, watering, feeding animals, um, you know, taking care of them, nurturing them, stuff like that. I think it's a huge part in um, just overall mental health and Mm. overall like peace in a person's life
0: you know my mm-hmm. wife
1: used to do this is totally off subject but she used to you know do um animal rehab stuff with kids like so she's worked with kids i've never spoken a word in their life simply because they didn't want to but you get them around horses and they little by little begin to change and it's like the connection between the animals and the nature and the human helps bring stuff out of them that, that nothing else could. And so, yeah, for us as a family, I'm like, I'm a huge proponent of get kids out of the house out of away from the screens. You know, we have to have screens, but we also not at the expense of, of nature and God's creation. So Mm
0: -hmm. yeah, I think
1: it could solve a lot of stuff that we're seeing right now is if everyone could get a little more time outside or around animals. It'd probably be helpful.
0: Yeah, well, you know, connection is so powerful. You know, uh, the connection to the um, to animals, the connection that parents have to kids, the connection that ha- kids have to each other. Mm-hmm. And I think you know we've really seen that with COVID. You know, we've we've you know, in some ways it was good because we got the chance to be alone with our kids, and then other yeah. ways like. We lost the value of community, um, yeah. of schools and things. Um, but it, but in other words, I know for me, you know, I have a six-year-old, you know, and when COVID hit, her preschool shut down, and um, we decided that we would try to do like a a virtual kindergarten, which, by the way, mm-hmm. was a nightmare. Oh, man. I bet. <laughs> It was. Zoom is not made for five-year-olds. No, I'll just say no. that.
1: Yes. For sure.
0: I think I think there was one time that my friend had texted me and she goes, Um, I just saw your daughter's underwear. Apparently she flipped backwards in the beanbag chair and flashed the whole class. And I was oh, like man. Yep. Yeah, this is good.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know I I have a friend, he's a teacher, and he said they actually had to turn off the cameras on Zoom for school because parents would accidentally walk by in their underwear (laughs) and so and it's like you got all these and he works with junior hires so it's like you know you got a whole bunch of junior high boys and girls on and and a parent walks by and there was like oh man they lost they would lose classes so he they had to the whole school system had to turn off the cameras it was like Uh i can't even imagine this whole we were homeschooling at the time for yeah, us. So yeah. for us, we didn't really have much, much change. And now our, you know, our kids are back in school and it's good, but yeah. like, I can't even imagine trying to be a teacher as well in over Zoom, like just not, not easy.
0: Oh yeah. I, I eventually ended up pulling her out and we, we were homeschooling now because yeah. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And, yeah. uh, you know i feel like this whole covid time it's it's been you know some positive things and then some really difficult things and i think really just um being at home with our kids and realizing that we have such an opportunity and such a powerful connection to to teach them about god and to minister in our own home yeah I think it's really changed the way that we're seeing that we're not relying on kids' programs because yep. everything was shut down. Yeah. So, I mean, I know you are so passionate about that. Absolutely. Um,
1: yeah, that's you know, I like when all this started. I I was like, oh my goodness, what a, what a, what's going to happen here? But yeah, my passion, being a children's pastor for seventeen years, I was like, the Lord just told me. One day he was like, "Hey, you've traveled around the world um, teaching children's pastors and children's ministry, and you've missed the most important ones of all." He said, "The first, you know, the first church is the home, and the first pastors are the parents, and you haven't talked to either one of those really." And so I was like, "Oh my goodness!" And that's where you know everything started moving a different direction to go. How do we, how do we get what happens in the church? To happen in the home because otherwise we run the risk of raising our children to think that Christianity is something we do on Sunday mornings, not someone we are. And so, you know, and that comes down to like, yeah, event based religion, not a relationship Mm -hmm. with God where it's like, oh, we've got to help parents get this in the home. And so I think COVID sort of forced that, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, now the parents are the teachers. Now the parents are the pastors. Now the parents are still trying to do their job from the from home as well. And it's like, oh, you're a stay-at-home mom and dad, homeschooling and pastoring your children all at the same time. Like, oh gosh. But that's, yeah, it's definitely a passion of mine is how do we get, how do we get Christianity to be our lifestyle not Mm -hmm. just something we do when we go to church. But COVID Mm -hmm. definitely has either shown us where we lack in that area or caused us to step up and really, yeah, rise to the occasion as parents, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like I always tell my daughter, we're a ministry family, so, you know, I there's always – worship music playing in our house. We're always talking about Jesus, you know, and, and for us, it is a lifestyle and she comes with us when we do events most of the time. And my leaders always keep an eye out for her. (laughs) Yes. They're like, make sure sure she's good. Yeah. They're like extra uncles.
1: (laughs) I love it.
0: (laughs) But it is Christianity. It's a lifestyle. And I think, you know, when parents are really, living like that and revealing Jesus to their kids. And you know, I want to say real quick to the parents out there, we have all been stressed to the max with COVID. And there has been times where man, I lost my religion, you know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I didn't look nothing like Jesus. (laughs) But um I'm so thankful for the the grace of God and the mercy of God and that, you know, we can really look to him and depend on him. So how can How can these parents who've, who've, who've lost their religion sometimes (laughs) look more like Jesus to their kids?
1: Yeah. I think like, you know, we've all made those mistakes. And I think, you know, for, for one, it's, I think it's actually good because our, I think our kids need to also see, hey, you're not perfect. And when we clean up our messes with them, like, hey, you know what, I really did not represent god to you i didn't show you jesus i didn't you know that was that was not something i really wanted to do and i think it can be a useful place to go for for one i'm i'm demonstrating to you how to clean up your messes when you make them because you're going to make them too you're not going to be perfect your whole life and so how to clean up messes how to restore relationships when they've been damaged but also like how to look to jesus instead of you know like and you know you've probably been in this world some of like inner healing you know it's like inner healing 101 is basically hey you people have a tendency to put their parents face on the face of god so yes you know it's like you you know you see god through the lens of your dad or the holy spirit through the lens of your mom typically very commonly, and it's like, hey, if you feel like the father's not there, tell me about your dad. Oh, my dad was never home. My dad was always busy. My dad, you know, it was like, oh, we have a tendency to do that. But I think and sometimes it's it's a great opportunity for parents to go, you know what? I really messed up. That's mm-hmm. not how God is. God would have done, here's what God would have done, or here's how God would have handled that. And you almost make this distinction. You know, it's something where, you know, we've heard a lot in, in churches where it's like, hey, you can't, you can't just bank everything on on people and on pastors. Your faith needs to be in Jesus, not in, not in humans. Of course, we want to represent Jesus well. Like that's, you know, we want to be the people who say, "If you've seen me, you've seen the Father." That's our ultimate goal. But understanding, like we're in, in this, group, we're learning to 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 live that way on a regular basis. So I think sometimes it's good to go, "Hey, I'm, I'm not God. He's better than me. I've me- I mess up." Here's how you clean up your mess. Here's how you restore relationship, and here's who God actually is in this. And I think that shows something powerful to our kids. To go, I need Jesus to be my ultimate source. I need God to be my ultimate source, not just my parents. And so, you know, while it's while it's while none of us ever want to do that, I think they I think these can also become good opportunities to go, Hey, he's better than me. He's, mm-hmm. he's, you know, and, and separate out that, um, like, I want to make sure you're looking at Jesus and not putting my face on him when I've made mistakes and when I've messed up. And so it can mm-hmm. be, power I think it can be a powerful time to really uh, point them to him, even if we didn't do a good job right away at first, it's like we can still repoint them back to him and and teach them a lot of good things at the same time.
0: Amen. I I love that so much. And I've, I've seen that, you know, in, you know, my own relationship with my parents and my own relationship with my daughter, just having those moments, just saying, I love you. I'm sorry. You know, and and I love what you said, you know, he's so much better than, than we are and and oh man, I couldn't agree with that more. You know, he is, he's so much better than we are. That's the beauty of the grace of God mm-hmm. you know is is that that we can he's so much he gives us so much we don't ever deserve you know yeah. so much good yeah you know and, and I think that is so powerful that just just saying it, it, it's okay to mess up yeah you know I think a lot of anxiety is rooted in not being okay with with messing up but knowing yeah. you can fix it you can restore it. Yeah. You know, so how do you see, you know, children typically being used in the kingdom of God? You've been a children's pastor for a Mm -hmm. long time.
1: Yeah.
0: What have you seen? Man,
1: I've seen some of the most crazy stuff. Um, Well, I'll tell you a really fun story. When I first was children's pastor at Bethel in Reading, there was just one service where I was standing in the back. Worship was going on and you know I just have my eyes closed I'm worshiping there's a couple kids on my left a couple kids on my right and it's just we're kind of like just holding hands in a line sort of Mm -hmm. like you know you just take your neighbor's hand and we're gonna sing together and and all of a sudden I have this idea to ask the little girl next to me if she can see the angels in the room and so I just lean over and I say hey can you see the angels in the room? And she goes, oh yeah, there's a huge one right over off to our left in this section of the room that's typically where like the six-year-olds were, the the first graders. And Mm -hmm. so she just goes right away, she goes, oh yeah, there's a huge angel right over there. And I said, well, what's it here for? And I had never thought these questions before. I mean, I'd thought like, there's probably angels in the room. I wonder where they're at. Let's look for them. But I never thought like, Oh, well why are they here? So I just asked her, Why are they here? She goes, I don't know. So I said, Go ask him. And I like as the words were coming out of my mouth, I'm realizing what's happening and going, Like, I I've never thought this. I'm learning right now mm-hmm. how to how to help children interact with God's world and, and the kingdom and so you know, a couple of seconds later she walks off and she heads over to the section And she comes back to me. I just close my eyes and keep worshiping. But she comes back, tugs on my shirt, and she says, Pastor Seth, I know why he's here. And I'm like, why? And she said, he's here for healing. And I Mm -hmm. literally felt the words healing come out of her mouth and hit me in the chest. And I said, okay, I'm going to give you the microphone. I want you to tell any kid who's sick to go over into that section, and we're going to pray. You know, similar to like what I would imagine uh, the The, you know, when the angel would come down and stir the waters and the first person Mm -hmm. who jumped in would be healed, it was almost like this angel's here. So we're going to go over to that area and we're just going to lay hands on kids and pray. And so, you know, I gave her the mic and she said, Hey, there's a giant angel over here for healing. And if you're sick, come over here and we're going to pray for you. And so 17 kids come over. Every single kid is healed instantly. You know, everything from like, I fell off my bike and my knee hurts to I have a headache to whatever it was there was a bunch of stuff there. there wasn't anything major like seizures or cancer in this moment but the afterwards the team was like what in the world was that we've never seen ministry so easy like we didn't even pray we just laid hands on kids and we like be healed and they were instantly better and and the team's like what in the world was that I'm like, I like I don't know. The little girl saw the angel and she asked the angel why he was here. And then we just acted on what we, what was happening. We weren't like, none of it was pre-planned. It was very much like, I hadn't, I hadn't even thought those questions except for like a half a second before I asked them. So it was like, we're all kind of in this learning phase. But so I've seen, you know, I think kids, Kids are highly, highly sensitive to the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. I think we un, they unlearn a lot of stuff from us. But if you watch babies, there's a lot of babies that are like, they're looking around at things. And they're like, okay, I think potentially you're seeing into the spirit world. And, and it's my job to make sure I don't teach that out of you that Mm -hmm. I foster that and steward that. And so, you know, I just had the idea. Ask this little nine-year-old girl if she can see the angels. And she's like, oh, yeah, as if it were no big deal. Like, yeah, "Yeah, I see it. It's right there. It's huge. I'm going to go talk to it and come back and tell you. I'm like, wow, this was. So I think, you know, as parents and watching kids do certain things with God and with, you know, in the spirit, Bringing heaven to earth, it's like, man, they are so sensitive. You know, Jesus said, "Hey, if you want to enter the kingdom, you have to repent, Mm -hmm. change, and become like little children." Like, man, these kids are so. We're the ones that have to become like them to access what God has for us, but we spend Mm -hmm. most of our life trying to make them like us. And yeah, it's like, man, if we. So that's one fun story where it's like, wow, this kid, no problem saw the angel, talked to the angel, partnered with the angel and what God was doing through the angel, and boom, kids' lives are transformed. And the team is like, what just happened?
0: That's amazing. I love that story so much. Yeah. As you were starting to talk, I was just thinking how naturally inclined they are to the supernatural. And I think as parents, we need to step in and foster the Supernatural kingdom of God and not let the kingdom of darkness have its influence. Because they are, I agree with you. My daughter has seen things, and I too, like you, have tried to say, you know, okay, tell me what you're seeing. Mm -hmm. You know, there's been times where she's told me what she sees. Yeah. You know, and we've prayed and she said, okay, mama, now, you know, this has changed, you know, or whatever. I have had her give me prophetic words as a two year old. Yeah she just was bringing me toys but they were confirming prophetic words i was yeah. like wow i love it i, I think, know we
1: had oh sorry go ahead
0: oh no it's okay i was just going to say that i think if we learn to pay attention
1: mm-hmm. to
0: what you know god is saying i think he will he will use kids to to confirm that you oh, know yeah
1: yeah we had like so we um we were planning to move from California, Southern California to Texas about a couple of years a little less than a couple of years ago. And we we were really like, man, Lord, when should we move? When should we move? When should we move? And we are, you know, do we move in the middle of the year or do we move at the end of the year? And after school, because it was like, you know, our kids are in school, we would have to take them out. They would have to leave their friends early, all this stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. But we have,
1: you know, we've watched, we know our daughter she is a dreamer. Like we've made several decisions about life from this type of thing, from her dreams. And so we, you know, we're always paying attention to her dreams because she That's awesome. She she will say, I had this dream. And we're like, we pay very close attention, even though she's only 10 right now. But this, she was still eight at this time, or she was barely nine. And she's like, hey, I had a dream last night that I was leaving fourth grade and waving to all my friends. And, and, and we didn't even tell her. We were like one, it was one of those things like we hadn't, she just had the dream out of, you know, we, we had been talking about it, but we hadn't brought it to the kids yet about like, we're trying to decide when we, we were like, it was just at the beginning stages, but she goes, Hey, I had this dream last night that I was leaving fourth grade early partway through the year. I was waving goodbye to all my friends and I wasn't going to see them anymore. And we're like, really? She's like, yeah. Like, okay, well now we know when we're going to move. We're gonna That's awesome. part through. Well then we move, right? And at first she's really sad, but we move uh January 20 um yeah, it must have been it was 2020, January 2020. And we get here, and you know, she's at first she's like sad because she has to homeschool for the rest of the year, but then COVID hits and the whole school system shuts down. We're like, hey. Your friends are all doing homeschool basically right now, and but they're doing it on Zoom, and you're doing it with us. And it was like all your friends. Are, it was just for us. It was like, and we just, you know, we just told her, like, you know, we made this decision because of your dream. God spoke to you in the dream, showed you what our family was supposed to do. We acted on it. We got here. COVID hits, and all of your friends, they all left school early. None of them are in class. You're not missing anything. And it's all because of that dream that you had, that we made. So we've made, there's a couple times we've made these decisions and we're like, wow, wow. our our girl is is tuned in
0: mm-hmm. That's what God's doing
1: in her dreams. I love I, it. I,
0: I do too. I absolutely love it. I really, you know, some of the most amazing prophetic words or things that I've ever gotten have been from kids. Yeah. And I think if we can just see through the lens of heaven, that childlike faith is so powerful. Sure. It is, you know.
1: Yeah, I, it's, I, man.
0: Yeah, you know, one of my um, one of my first spiritual fathers. He was actually a children's pastor, um, assemblies of God pastor, yeah. and. He was so adamant about empowering the kids to encounter the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and he would always tell them that you don't have a junior Holy Spirit. Yeah, you know, and I, I think just seeing them as empowered by the same Holy Spirit that we do.
1: Yeah,
0: and a lot of them have that dynamic, childlike faith. Yeah. Ooh, man!
1: I know, it's so simple for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good.
0: So, you know, you mentioned in spirit and raising spirit led kids that we often train our children, you know, what not to do instead of what to do. Yeah. So do you think you could maybe help our listeners get a a good idea on maybe what they should train them to do?
1: Yeah. I mean, that thought comes um, from the verse that we all know, train up your child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. And so um you know the proverbs 22 6 and so i the thought is oftentimes we go well here's the things you're not supposed to do you can't you can't talk like this you can't watch these kinds of movies you can't which are all good and well like samson had three clear things he was not supposed to do in order to walk in god's plan for his life but you know a lot of times we get stuck in that like don't do this you can't do that stop doing that never do that again boom 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 not realizing that there's no promise connected to that the promise is only connected to train up a child in the way they should go and when they're old they want to part from it. so you know it's everything from hey we choose to use our words this way because our words are powerful and we believe our words uh, create what, what, what we say, whether it's in another person. You know, if you speak mean to another person, angry to another person, it actually creates something in them that's not good. And so, you know, teaching our kids, your words are powerful. Your words affect things. Your words create things. If you use your words to build people up, it's a whole different animal than if you use your words to tear people down. So it's everything from that to, you know, let's, let's teach our kids prayer. Let's pray with our kids. Let's pray in front of our kids. Let's teach our kids worship. Let's teach our kids to pray for the sick. Let's teach our kids to hear God's voice. So it's like, these are, you know, let's teach our kids how to engage with the Bible. So there's all these, you know, elements that are kind of like in the Christian life, it's like, let's focus on learning to hear God's voice, learning to learning to pray for people, learning to love people, learning to use our words to build people up. All of that, I think, you know, those are just some elements, but it's like those are things of like, okay, this is the way we should go. And Mm -hmm. and and not just focusing on, hey, don't talk like that. Hey, don't speak to people that way. Hey, you know, don't be afraid. But like, yeah, focusing on what are we actually here to do, bring heaven to earth? How do we do Mm -hmm. that? Through hearing what God is saying, through saying what God is saying, through learning his nature from the Bible, from Jesus. Let's learn his nature. Let's learn our nature and let's begin to live that out and act that out. And Mm -hmm. so I think there's a lot of factors in that, but the mindset of what are we training them to do not just telling not just what are the things we're not telling them they can't do or shouldn't do
0: mm-hmm. i love really that yep yeah, i love that so much it makes me laugh because i was literally just yesterday the na- the neighborhood kids were playing and they were using mean words and i i said to all three of them i said listen we can use our words to love people or we can use our words to hurt people let's love people come on you know yeah i love that so Um, much oh seth that's that's so good
1: with the political climate that we've had in the last whatever six months not even yes six months a year we've had a crazy political climate but i've been very care like i'm like you know what in in to i want to train you to be able to have have your ideas and your opinions and share them freely and not judge other people, and not not decide. Like this, for me, this is a huge deal. It's like, hey, people are going to think differently because of of their their news sources. Like we've had these all these conversations, mm-hmm. even with my young children. Of like, you know, they go to school and they they watch the inauguration, and they know who we voted for, and they know who other people voted for. But I watch these, I watch kids, and I'm like, I need to help foster in you the ability to disagree with people and still like them and still love them and still be friends with them and it's like i've seen this in my kids like you know they know who who parents have voted for and they still go play together with their friends and mm-hmm. and they they can talk about this stuff but i'm like i that's an element i'm like wow if we can learn to love and and talk in such a way that we can disagree but still be respectful and still ask questions and dialogue. Oh my goodness! I think, I think we could really change the world a lot because I don't know. I, it just came into my mind while we were talking. Like, okay, using mm-hmm. our words in a good way, but also like, hey, don't give people labels because mm-hmm. they think differently than you. Ask questions, talk to them, you know. And and the more me and my kids have talked about this kind of stuff, it's like you know what that person that disagrees with you, actually, if you get below the surface, they are expressing their care for people in a different way than you are. But you care mm-hmm. about people and they care about people. You have different ideas of how to express that. And so to talk through it and still be friends is a huge, huge deal. I don't know. I, that was just no, one thing that so came good. into my mind of like, okay, this is an area we, we can really train our kids in. It's like, you know mm-hmm. how you guys play, and and you keep playing, no matter, mm-hmm. no matter yes. who your parents voted for. It's like, can you keep that? If you can keep that, the world's yeah. going to be really different.
0: Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. No, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, I you know, going through what we've been through with COVID and the whole political climate, it it, it seems like it seems like everybody kind of forgot about that that. Uh, hold your tongue teaching yeah. you know
1: <laughs> yeah and don't don't judge or you're going to be judged and, and
0: yeah yeah and uh, it makes me so sad but you know one thing I did want to quickly point out is that you know what amazes me and I think like you said is these kids even even if they fight and and bicker and and whatever else I tell you what my daughter cannot wait to get out the door the next day to play with these kids yeah
1: I know I know it's, you know why I think it's because they're honest about what they feel. So like kids, mm-hmm. and I think adults could learn a lot from children. That's one thing I've learned as a children's pastor too, is I probably need to learn more from them than they do from me.
0: Mm-hmm. But,
1: um, you know, like they don't, like if a kid is mean to them, they're like, they get mad and they tell them, I'm really mad at you or I don't like you and blah, blah, blah but they actually get it out. It doesn't Mm -hmm. fit inside them and fester where we would like, you know, adults typically would be like, okay, I'm not going to tell you how that affected me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be honest with you and tell you. And so we have all these unprocessed emotions and they're all swirling around inside of us. And then we're like, well, I don't like that person anymore. Where the kids like, No, I like them again because I told them I was mad at them. And now I'm Mm -hmm. not holding it inside. And so tomorrow I wake up and I'm like, I want to go play with my friend who I was super mad at yesterday. But I think Mm -hmm. part of it is they're honest about what's going on inside them. Mm -hmm. Typically, you know, they're like, "Ah," they'll fight and yell at each Mm -hmm. other. I'm like, okay, but at least you're not keeping all those emotions in and letting those emotions now cloud how you see that person. You've got them out. And now you actually still see them the way you did before. I think it mm-hmm. I think that can be that could also be a game changer for for life, as if we protect that thing of like, you know, every two year old, it's like they they will let you know what's going on inside them. I feel yeah. mad. I feel scared. I feel hurt. They will let you know in one mm-hmm. form or another, but they're not going throughout their life with unprocessed, hidden emotions and feelings and perspectives they just let it all out there and I think it really helps them then the next day where they're like, yeah I've I've got all that out of my system and now I actually can still be your friend. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we got here we are totally on a rabbit I know party. but it's <laughs> these are important things I think for us for us to learn and, and watching kids and learning about and studying kids my for, for much of my adult life I'm like, wow, we, they, they do not hold that stuff in. They get it. They are honest about what's going on inside them. And I think it helps their overall perspective in life.
0: I think so too. And I think you're right. And, you know, remember I told you from the beginning, the Lord always has Mm -hmm. a way that he wants to reveal himself. And, you know, he's the great God of connection. Yeah. And I think really today's conversation has been about protecting that that connection that relationship
1: yeah you know
0: and just you know revealing jesus to one another and i i I think it's awesome
1: (laughs) yeah me too
0: yes so good seth thank you so much Welcome. is there anything that's burning on your heart that you want to say to those parents out there listening to just help them through this time
1: yeah i i recently did um I grew up in a single parent home, so I recently did this workshop for single parents, just like an online thing. But i I was wrecked by how much God is for us, and I know you know you probably have listeners that are married, and you probably have single parent um, parents in your audience as well. But I'm like, I just in talking with single parents, I was like, oh my goodness, and remembering my own childhood and God coming through for me, I just realized like. God's initial plan was family like mm-hmm. hey, this is how he started all of it and it's how he sustained all of it is family and like he cares about family so much and no I'm like the thing that's burning in my heart is like no matter what pain we've been through, no matter what disappointment, no matter what what stuff has happened in our lives, I think there's there's God is wanting us to know He is so for family he is so for parents he mm-hmm. is so for children he is so for you know the orphan and the widow and like in some sense that's the single parent and the kid who doesn't have their family in together even though it's not fully widow and orphan but that's i think those are in the same category where it's like god is so for us, and I feel like he wants to give us his strength, he wants to give us his life, he wants to give us his perspectives and all of this that we can we can raise our fam- our kids and our and live our in our families knowing like I'm not alone, I'm not in mm-hmm. this on my own. Somebody is for me, and he has all my answers, he has all the wisdom I need, and he is really, really here, and he mm-hmm. has not abandoned me I, I I feel like there's this thing. I don't know. I I, I think, you know, COVID's kind of isolated everyone in in some Mm -hmm. sense where it's like, yeah, you're kind of on your own, sort of. But like, I feel like God is just really saying like, no, not in family. You're not in this alone. I'm here. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. And I fully support your your parenting. I fully support your family. He is like, this is his idea. And this Mm -hmm. is his specialty. And this is his 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 ultimate desire is to go, how do I help you be healthy and how do I help you, yeah raise your kids in a way that 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 is how I would do i like he is so it's almost mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's yeah. trying to get us to that place where it's like yeah i'm not I'm not on my own. actually God yeah. is really, really for me, and he's more available than I realize.
0: Yeah. I just, you know, as you were speaking, I was just seeing the Lord Jesus just invading homes. Yeah, I just see him just touching down right in homes. He just wants to come and sit down right at the dinner table, you mm-hmm. know, and just be invited into that atmosphere. Will you pray for our listeners that yeah. they will experience him, you know, in their families like that? And and really what they will begin to you know cultivate will be a a, a family lifestyle of christianity you yeah. know
1: yeah lord thank you so much for the families that are listening and the parents that are listening thank you that you are our ever present help in time of need that you are mm-hmm. always available you're never distant you're never uh, not paying attention you're never not watching out for us and you're never Um, you never hold back your help when we need you. And Father, I pray for every family that's listening that your help, your comfort, your assistance, your strength, your support would be so present, God, that your presence would fill their home, would fill their hearts, would fill their minds to the point where they know that you are with them, you are for them, and that you are readily available for anything that they need in their family life, God, that they that they would be, their home would just be filled with your kingdom, that their home would be like an embassy of heaven on earth, that the mm-hmm. kids would feel heaven in the home, the parents would feel heaven in the home, the love, the joy, the peace, patience, kindness, mm-hmm. goodness, God, that the fruit of the spirit would be abounding in our homes to the point where they feel like heaven and our kids and us feel safe and feel empowered and that we, yeah, we can just live our family lives with you to the point where our kids can go out and bring that into the world around them in amen. Jesus name, we pray. amen.
0: Amen, yes, and that is such a biblical standard right there. You know, I believe it's in the Psalms, is that days like heaven upon the earth for me and my family Wow yeah. that, that that's a promise of God right there, yeah. you know. And we can, we can hold on to that. Oh, Seth, wow. thank you so much. Yeah,
1: welcome. This
0: has been so fun. I know. Um, and uh, be sure to check out Seth's book, uh, Raising Spirit-Led Kids. I really enjoyed it. It's sold on Amazon, uh, Chosen Books, uh, uh, wherever you can get books. Yeah. Um, Seth, how can our listeners connect with you best?
1: The best way is Instagram. Um, I do Instagram and Facebook. Instagram, I'm on there more than Facebook. I do have a Facebook group, though, that I'm very active in called Spirit Led Parenting. And then my website is sethdoll.com that has blogs, weekly blogs and newsletters. So the email list on there is good. And a Facebook group or Instagram is really a great place to stay connected and follow along.
0: Awesome! Thank you so much. Well, I will be joining your group, raising spirit like kids. Thank cause... you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good. good.
1: It's a really great group. I really love it. The families are amazing, and they really support each other. And it's a that's, it's a good place to be.
0: That's so awesome! Thank you so much, Seth.
1: You're yeah, welcome. Thank Thanks you so for much. having me.
0: Oh, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. If you liked today's episode, be sure to rate it, share it with your friends, and of course, until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. If you liked today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share it with your friends, if you want more information on our ministry and how you can partner with us, please visit us at ChristinaPerera.org. We've got information on there about our events, blog posts, the Extravagant Love Store, and more. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Christina Ministries. Until then, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless you.